Portrait of a Fangirl is a web series created by Temple of Geek. At the core of the project is the importance of telling the stories of women who have found inspiration, growth, and power through fandom. Hi, I'm here today with Moon, and would you just like to tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, my name is Moon. I am a small artist who's starting up just from Salt Lake City, so I'm not even from a bigger area. <laughs> I run a small little business called Certified Simp. I just thought it was kind of a funny, a funny name, but... Being in nerdy fandoms, you could consider yourself a simp for a character or two. Absolutely. People are definitely embracing that term now. <laughs> I definitely applied to have it registered under that name, and I did not think it would get accepted, but it did, so we're here. And it kind of goes along with the theme of the podcast, I guess, because simp and fangirl, they kind of have a little bit of a similarity. When you hear the term fangirl, what do you think about? Honestly, when I hear the term fangirl, I... Think about like that inner feeling of excitement, especially being able to share that with others similar to you. Back in the day, oh my goodness, when I was what in middle school, it was not the greatest term because it's like, oh, cringy, really obsessive and whatnot. But it's no longer like we've evolved. It's not always just male presenting characters we fan over we'll fan over female presenting characters there's some queens i love and it's just a way to show that love and respect and appreciation for a character that has been you know written up even if they are morally gray we can still give appreciation to them it's the same thing i i would think with like um when you read a novel you know not every character is going to be the good guy, but you can still enjoy the way they're written or the development they have. Definitely. I really love that nowadays it's not always the good guy that's the most popular. Sometimes it is a villain or anti-hero, which I love how there's most more series coming out with that. And not only that, but with these written characters, they're not specifically written for a specific, like, oh, this is for females, so we made them perfect for them. I love how characters are more organic and have that human touch to it. How has being an artist allowed you to express your inner fangirl? Honestly, so a little backstory. I love anime since I was a child, and I feel like a lot of us have started when we were younger, we just couldn't really express it. For me, it's kind of like healing my inner child and being able to kind of create a space for those like me as well. It's allowed me to express myself in a way that I actually had to tuck away for almost 10 years. Instead of pursuing art, I really kind of made myself a different person where, oh, I anime? I don't know what anime is. Star Trek? What's that? And every time people would talk about it, I would just be like, I don't know. And it actually, it's really sad because that's how I was connecting with people because they would introduce me to these things and I was like of course I knew you'd like that character and I'm like what does that mean it got to the point where I was like you know what instead of hiding it it's better just to display it now because let me tell you why I love this character like you're not going to tell me why I love this character I'm going to tell you why so it's that sense of empowerment and then meeting those like me we could just share that excitement. Then when you meet others who kind of assume they know why, they are a little taken back because you have that much knowledge and passion. So honestly, don't hide your interests. Don't hide who you are. Be proud. Even if it was really hard back in the day, yeah. times have changed. And especially, you know, when you're young, everybody is just riddled with insecurities when you're young. You don't want to express 
the true side of you. So I think that that's kind of a universal experience, especially teenage girls. I think we all go through that. <laughs> yes. Where everyone was liking like those pop stars. And I'm over yes. here like, let me like my DC Marvel movies, please. <laughs> Which I think it's awesome nowadays that, you know, you have, it's not just the um, male-centric Marvel movies. You know, you have Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel and uh, Scarlet Witch. Like, you have these female characters that little girls can look up to, which I think is really cool. Definitely. And it's really fascinating because they are also flawed. They're not this perfect character, which I really appreciate as well, because it's so easy to make a quote-unquote perfect female character where... Honestly, what was it? I think it was Encanto, the Disney movie, how mm-hmm. everyone thought Isabella was going to be the one that girls loved, but they ended up liking Luisa, who's a strong, independent. I'm like, I love that because like Luisa was really vulnerable, but also strong. And it just shows that, hey, we don't like that perfect kind of image. It could have been easy to to make her an archetype of she's the strong one. So she's like not sensitive or not, you know, she hides everything away, but she wasn't. And I think as a young kid, I would have related to that a lot as well. It would have just been easy, like you said, just to make her like, oh, I don't have emotion, but no, she is sensitive. She does have feelings and doesn't know how to express it well. That's very relatable, especially as a young kid. Kids aren't allowed to be kids sometimes. They're kind of monitored in a way like this is how you should be and this is how you should act. Let them have fun. Let them get hurt. That's how you learn. That's how humans have grown and evolved, just kind of doing things. I like what you said. You like to create kind of like a safe space that you all can, you and your uh, people who look at your art can kind of fangirl over together. I love that because it is, again, like you said, healing your inner child. Everybody can kind of fangirl together and we can all like the same thing, you know? It's another outlet to really have a conversation, especially when you're at those events. Sometimes you're either alone, you don't really want to show that side. I've just met so many people who have kind of been more on the shy side. So of course, they're hiding that. And I'm like, no, you're totally fine. Yeah, And it creates like a like a bond. It creates like a, a really shared experience. It's cool. It's just really nice to see that others, even like, especially like artists, because it's sometimes disheartening going around and not seeing anything that you like because it feels like you can't connect with others. You are kind of an outcast amongst outcasts, but you're not. It's, you know, just finding those little hidden gems and treasures. Believe it or not, some people are afraid to produce works of arts of these series because they just don't know what kind of backlash they're going to get or, hey, will anyone like this? Will anyone know this? Yeah, we do. It's just we're not producing it. So that's where I started slowly getting it out there, little Easter eggs. And those are some of my most popular pieces. <laughs> so when you're going to a convention as an artist and exhibitor, do you tailor your artwork based on your preferences or kind of based on what the theme of the convention is? Personally, for myself, I base it on my preferences. I don't like to sell myself out because at the end of the day, I am doing it for me and those similar. So I feel like if I start kind of tailoring it to like the theme of the convention, the safe space I'm trying to create starts kind of getting eluded where it's like, yeah, there's some stuff for us, but also there's some like stuff that everyone else has, which perfectly fine if you do that. But for me, I personally just cannot bring myself to it. I actually don't create good work when I'm doing it 
just kind of out of greed as in like, oh, this is popular. So I have to do this now. Like, I don't enjoy that. What I enjoy is like those 3 a.m. Oh, my goodness. This is a great idea. Let's do it. And honestly, if it doesn't sell, it doesn't sell. Or if it creates a conversation, that's all that matters to me. Just being able to have things that people are able to connect with. Believe it or not, some of the stickers I made, like my shirtless bin, a lot of people told me not to do that because they're like, why? And I'm like, why not? Yeah. And they're like, don't continue this line. I'm like, no, I'm going to do it. And they're like, it's not going to do well. But it actually does really well. It creates a conversation. People who come in, they're drawn to it. And I mean, to be fair, you see like lewd females all the time. There's nothing wrong being shirtless. <laughs> Creating that conversation as well, like, it's okay. I know people like this. I like this. That's where I'm like, you know, I'm not going to listen to you guys because obviously you guys are just trying to like fit me in that mold. Just because, you know, I am creating a safe space doesn't mean I need to be completely PG. Some of some things are more adult things, but, you know, we don't have to go back to being children again where it's like, oh, my goodness, he's shirtless. I'm like, it's fine. That's a human body. When you have people around you kind of discouraging you from pursuing the artwork that you feel passionate about, how do you find it within yourself to say, no, this is what I love and I'm going to do it anyway? Honestly, it is very discouraging. But at the same time, I want to just prove to myself that my ideas are valid because never think you don't have a valid idea. Like I said, it might not be successful in the way you hope or anticipate, but there's different ways to gauge success. And that's exactly what I've done. And it's gone to the point where it's changed the minds of those around me, where they actually are telling me to do more. They're giving me more ideas. And because I had a lot of friends help, they were genuinely surprised by just how much of a conversation, how eye-catching it was. And going around to other tables and whatnot, they're like, yeah, you know, you were right. They could see that you enjoyed it. You guys are both talking about it. Keep it up because we thought you should have played it safe. And I'm like, no, never hide yourself away because I've done that for years. I'm tired of doing that. I think a lot of people relate to you get excited when you see something out there that you actually love and oh my God, someone else loves it too. I can talk about it. It's like I can fangirl over it. Definitely. And that's the most enjoying part about it. It's so fun, especially exchanging the socials, really connecting with people and just making people's days because sometimes that's all they need is someone to also relate to them on that basis. Like, wow, we're in the same boat. I'm like, yeah, we are. You are. We're all in the same boat here. Do you feel like embracing your inner fangirl has changed your life? Oh, definitely. Like I said, for like over 10 years, I hid that away. I was someone who I really am not. It has changed my life significantly as in I started my business. It's been not even a full year. I'm attending out-of-state conventions, which is huge because normally some people, you know, you want to play it safe. I'm like, no, I want to go meet people. Like, I want to see the world. I've met so many communities, so many people just connecting. I'm no longer ashamed to carry an Eda bag around. I used to kind of cringe at that, like, oh, how could you do that? Not because it's like, oh, gross or disgusting, but because me personally, I'm like, I cannot tell you I'm a weeb. 
I cannot tell you I'm a nerd. I I fangirl over characters. I know. It's so different. It's so funny because it's so different than, um, you know, when we were younger and it was like, anime? It's not just about the anime or manga scene. It can go for anything that you have a passion about, I think. You know, hiding that part of you away. Definitely. Even when I was like, oh, I love Star Trek. They're like, Star Wars. I'm like, no, Star Trek. Like, I know there's a difference. <laughs> or even like, you know, Lord of the Rings. There's so many different genres that you could go into. Or even novels are really big too. And it's, hey, it's fine. I used to love the Percy Jackson series growing up. I couldn't tell anyone that because there wasn't people to really like share that excitement with like, oh my gosh, I love this character. They're like, what are you talking about? It's There was definitely a different connotation to certain things, you know, growing up. And you're hyper aware of that when you're young. You're hyper aware of it. And it's unfortunate because it follows you through and some people you know it's hard to break out of that and I totally understand that because for years you know you've been hyper aware you've been kind of playing it safe and it's kind of sad because for me I didn't make friends with any of the same interests because I'm not into that like you guys are lying no I was gaslighting myself pretending I like things everyone else likes honestly I don't even know what euphoria is about everyone talks about it like you don't watch tv i'm like no i don't i actually like do you want to go see a marvel movie do you want to go watch some anime like i don't have to watch what's new and don't get me wrong i heard those were fantastic series i have one piece to catch up on just because it's something that's necessarily trending doesn't mean it's always something that you want to get into and it's totally fine there's different fandoms for things. I used to be part of the trending things. I was Team Jacob when Jacob was out for Twilight. That is really all about being a fangirl, is that that love of something that you can share with other people. Definitely. Or like for Harry Potter, it's like, what house are you a part of? Like, it's so fun because then you really dive deeper into it. And not only that, it's kind of a gateway into others. So when you find those people that you're able to connect with, even if you don't necessarily keep liking the same things, there's always going to be more cross sections. That's what I found out over the years. So what would you tell a younger version of yourself about being a fangirl? What would you encourage her to do or say? Keep drawing. Don't hide away, honestly. And listen to your heart. Don't go against it. I know it's easier to be quote-unquote logical but the heart always speaks the truth at the end of the day and if you hide that away you are tucking away a little bit of that happiness and a little bit of that humanity and you don't have to please everyone in life be true be you I mean girly your name's moon I I don't know what else to tell you I love that. I feel like I didn't know you when you were young, but I feel like if somebody had come up to me and said something like that, I'd be like, you know what? You're right. (laughs) All about the positive reinforcement, right? Definitely. And that's honestly what we need these days, just that validation. Not saying like you need validation, but sometimes it is nice to have that validation, especially when it comes to fangirling. Like, hey, I will fangirl with you. Don't be embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a day or two. Let me get into this. It might not be the same character, but like we could we could duke it out. I could like your rival. I love that so much. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk with me today and give me your experiences. And I really, really do appreciate it. I appreciate having the opportunity and for you to reach out. I have a link tree that's linked on all my pages. So that will take you anywhere. If you want to see my messy account, definitely go check it out. Go definitely check it out. Again, thank you so much, Moon. I really appreciate you taking time to talk with me today. I appreciate this opportunity. Thank you so much. And honestly, keeping true, keeping you. 